Alan Fung, the former Cranston, longtime Cranston Republican mayor, wants to go to Congress. He wants to replace Jim Langevin in the 2nd District. He's in with me today. Good morning, Mayor Fung. Thanks for coming in. Hey, good morning, Gene. Thanks for having me back. It's been a little while. Yeah, so you and I were joking. I said you want to get out of private practice and go back to public service. Yeah, right? I, I absolutely miss it. Nothing wrong with the guys I practice with. Yeah. You know, I enjoy helping people on that end, too. But honestly, in the you know year plus now that I've been uh, out of office, uh, I see a lot of problems uh, going on in our country, yeah. angering me uh, to the point where I want to get back involved. We're in a situation, a cost of living crisis right now from a lot of the policies that have been put in place by President Biden, Nancy Pelosi and Congress is causing us these astronomical prices mm -hmm. at the gas pump, grocery prices that are out of control. We're having, you know, we're hearing stories about mothers not being able to find baby formula because of supply chain issues, recalls, and even getting people back to work. I'm running because I want to fix those problems, just like what I did yep. when I was mayor of Cranston. So well, I miss that, and I want to get back and tackle these tough issues. Well, the truth is, I guess you'd be taking a pay cut. You know, a lawyer in private practice, <laughs> you can make more than what we pay a congressman here. Yeah, you, but, this you, is, you, but you know what, Gino? I'm not motivated by money. Take a look. 12 years as mayor of our state's second largest mm -hmm. city. Never took a raise. I was fine driving my own car. That's who I am. I'm not motivated by money. I want to help people, and right now is the time that it needs the type of common sense leadership that I brought during my 12 years to take the city out of that financial room when I first got into office to one of the top 50 cities of America. We're facing the same problems mm -hmm. in Congress, overspending. I want to watch every single uh, budget line item to make sure we're spending appropriately. We're going to make sure that we make uh, our energy independent once again uh, to get these gas and oil prices down. These are some of the problems that I want to tackle head on down in Washington, D.C. in a bipartisan way. All right. Since you mentioned Cranston and how well you left the city, you know, the new mayor who replaced you, yeah. he's looking for, I think, a 25 to 3% tax hike. Yep. Uh, and he talked about with well, the $7 million in unpaid medical bills that he just found out in an audit. So just hit those two head on. What about the $7 million in unpaid yeah. bills and what about the tax hike? Yeah, no, look. Ken's in a difficult situation when he's coming in because, you know, on the medical situation talk about, it's just health care claims. It's not like a deficit that, you know, we left him. What ended up happening is we had a situation where COVID, you know, I was there during the start of the COVID crisis. Yeah. We had a lot of medical situations, especially with our first responders, police and fire, even a lot of our workers, public uh, works workers were out there every single day protecting our individuals. We also had high cancer claims, you know, IODs that, you know, were impacting us. Remember, a couple years ago, just before I left, we had that very bad chemical fire on Elmwood Ave that sent 20-plus right. firefighters to the hospital. All that adds up. But that's something that can be addressed over time. And this is one of the things Ken has to tackle uh, yeah. throughout. So it wasn't anything that was a surprise. It's something that's been addressed over time. And, you know, he's doing a good job with, a lot of priorities he's trying to focus on. It's his budget. Oh, I understand. And it was an audit that turned it up. So I don't no, know. No, actually not. That's what he, well, that's it's, what he told me. I'm not well, right. I can tell you, I can tell you it's been there. Healthcare claims have been, you know, fluctuates all the time okay. because healthcare costs are, you know, through the roofs year by year. And that's part of the budgetary process. You take a look at what happens with healthcare claims. And this is part of why I'm also running, you know, uh, to go to Congress because we have to address some of these root causes of the problems that are impact not just cities and towns, but average Rhode Islanders. Healthcare costs okay. out of control. Prescription gonna, costs out of control. I'm going to let you talk about all of that, but yep. just let's, let's tidy this up. Sure. Uh, all right, $7 million, He says, I got a hole. I've got to come up with that, and I want to raise taxes. So now you just left. 
You would, why does he have to raise taxes? Is that something you would advise him? Or that, well, I don't know what to tell you. Look, I'm I, not there anymore. Look, no, I, look, I'm always there for Ken or, yeah. or even the Democrats on the council. If they want to pick my advice, I love that city. I left it in a very good place. 18 and a, go back to the, um, the last audit when I left. $18.5 million rainy day fund. You know, we fixed a lot of our problems. Each budget is always going to have issues. And any, whether it's Democrat, Republican, Ken, members of the council, I'm there to provide whatever advice on the budget, on any issues impacting the city, because I care. Yeah. By the way, Cranston is the largest city in that second congressional yeah. district. No, I know. You're not saying, oh my God, I left them a terrific. I don't know why they have to raise taxes. You're not saying that. You, by the way, you live there. <laughs> I so live there. I got to pay these taxes, okay. And right. that's one of the things that I care. I've always cared, and you know we left it in a good place, but there's always issues that come up, and that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm running, because I want to tackle the most difficult okay. issues impacting all of us in Cranston, everyone's second district, all of Rhode Island. I've got a list of difficult issues. Let's do a laundry list, but let's keep it tight, because I want to go bang, sure. bang. All right, now, uh, Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline would be your counterpart, your colleague there. He says, let's expand the Supreme Court. He signed on to a bill to do that. Yeah. Good idea? No, I, I am not one of these individuals that, if my bill doesn't pass or I get, you know, a policy doesn't pass to kind of try to change the system to get what you want. I think that's wrong. You know, we have a process that's in place. Yeah. You have the Supreme Court justices are there. You might not like where people stand on the decision, but we shouldn't start gaming and adding numbers to get what uh, the desired result that you're looking for. That's a no. On abortion, what's your, what's your position? You've probably said it many times. What's your position yeah, now, I, people listening? What, I, what is it? Yeah, sure. I'm kind of like in the middle of the road. You know, people want to classify you one way or the other on extremes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not all the way there on pro-choice because when you hear it like Jen Psaki talking about abortion up to the last day, I can't go that far. Okay. And even on, you know, some of the pro-lifers that are talking about, oh, you know, banning all abortions, criminalizing mm -hmm. it, I'm not there either. I probably stand where, not only just, uh, probably the majority of Rhode Islanders, majority of our country, that somewhere in the middle, we've, it's a very deep personal decision that women have to make with their reproductive health. There should be, um, you know, that access with limitations. I won't support late-term abortions. I won't support partial birth abortions. And I won't support taxpayer-funded abortions. And I've said that consistently. If the Supreme Court does, in fact, vote to send it back to the states, yep. you'd have half the country maybe yes, half the country no, or more, more precisely, half the country with restrictions. Perhaps some states would ban it. Right. But then the other half, like Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, fine. It's, it's codified in law. You'd be good with that? Well, yeah. Because if, that, if that Supreme Court decision does hold true, that leaked one, it kicks it back to the state. It should be a state's issue. And in Rhode Island, they've already spoken. I'm not sitting... Uh, going to be sitting in Congress to change abortion laws. Like I was talking about, the one issue, uh, the main issue uh, that I want to tackle is what's going on in our economy. That's why I'm running you know, for Congress right now. All right. Who's to blame for the high rate of inflation? Larry Summers at Harvard said the president spent too much money, trillions, overheated it. He's to blame. Do you agree? Or is someone else to blame? <laughs> the president, Speaker Pelosi in that Congress right now, the spending is out of control out of control so much that it's causing rampant inflation. I filled up my gas tank yesterday. 70 plus dollars, Gene, I just drive a sedan. Yeah. Oh, that's Putin's price hike. Yeah. That's what the that, president says. That's crazy because it's over time. We've seen these rises over time, even before the Ukraine war. Uh, I also took a look at my home heating. Mm -hmm. My last uh, bill was $1,000, you know, to fill my um, oil tank. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. We're coming into a season right now where it's gonna be summer. But if we don't start addressing this crisis now, 
seniors are going to have to make that difficult decision. A thousand dollars to fill a home heating tank, you know, whether they're going to, you know, pay for food, which mm -hmm. is already high prices, uh, pay for the prescription medications, which are, you know, uh, rising as well, or are they going to, you know, stay in their homes to heat their home units? This is a crisis, and that's why I'm running, because there are things that we can do right now to control inflation, become energy independent, as well as get people back to work. That's what I want to focus on. Republican Alan Fung for Congress. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much. I want to go to the different topics, sure. but you said there are things that can be done to lower the price of gasoline. Yes. Give me one. No. So maybe we'll send it right to the president. What yeah. can be done? You know, first, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. There are, we have to increase our domestic oil production. And immediately, we have what they call DUCs, drilled but uncompleted wells right now. Mm -hmm. That should be a first priority. Get a lot of this back into production online. Get that oil into our system right now. That's an immediate need because I am also one of those individuals that do support renewable, properly cited, reasonably cited uh, renewable energies, but you're not going to transition overnight. So that's one of the things we have to do. Do you drive an electric car? <laughs> no, but I wish I did right now. Would you right like now. to drive an electric car? Right now, you know, like I said, I filled up at the gas tank. Yeah. I was shocked. 70 plus dollars, and I just drive a sedan. I can imagine anyone with SUVs right. are going crazy. And this is what we have to do because going into our winter, you know, we're starting summer season, but going into mm -hmm. winter, when you're facing, you know, 70 plus bucks, and these short term solutions that President Biden is doing to tap the reserves, yeah. that's like tapping our 401ks to kind of live. <laughs> that doesn't help. They've been tapped this week. They've been tapped. They've been tapped. Uh, I mentioned Putin's price hike. You bristled at that. That yeah. leads us nicely to the Ukrainian war. You would have to vote on that. Yes. More money for Ukraine. Do you think we should send Ukraine more money? Should Ukraine be part of NATO? And does the West have a hand in, uh, in enticing Putin to do what he did? That's what Senator Chafee, by the way, said. He used to be a Republican before he became an independent and a Democrat. <laughs> I don't even know where uh, Senator Chafee is. Wyoming. Senator I think Chafee he's out west is, uh, somewhere. Right, he's out yeah. west somewhere. I don't even what, know what, what, what he's What about doing. Ukraine? Would you but, give them more money? There's $40 billion on the table right now. Yes, I would give them more money because here's, I think we should have acted quicker, earlier, provided a lot more armaments, those anti-tank missiles, anti-aircraft uh, type missiles, mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat. In, in addition to our economic sanctions that, we're, uh, that we had imposed, what I struggle with with this administration, the Biden administration, is they're signaling a weakness all across the globe. It started in Afghanistan, where we saw individuals mm -hmm. dropping off planes. Yeah. And that sent the signal to Putin that he could take advantage of the situation that's going on. I would, you know, continue that aid effort because it's not just about arming the Ukraine and providing those resources. Mm -hmm. There's also humanitarian aid, you know, to many of the people that are fleeing, that are still there. That's got to be part of that effort, so I would support it. I would support everything short of starting World War III yeah. because I would not put our American troops on the ground there. You, you know, these things, uh, you, you can go from being the mayor of Cranston to voting on war in the Ukraine. Yes. It happens. Uh, mayor, he was Mayor Chafee. He was voting on the library budget one day. He went right down to Congress voting on the entire budget for the country. So yeah. what happens? Do you feel prepared to make these kinds of decisions? Absolutely. War and peace. Absolutely. Because, you know, part of my experience, even as my uh, time as mayor, I have visited foreign countries. You know, being Chinese-American, mm -hmm. I've been to mainland China, Hong Kong, Taiwan. I'm aware of what could happen in that uh, region right now because communist China is taking a look at what, you know, their friend, uh, President Putin is doing in Russia. 
And that could have a global impact, especially on the United States, because we are so reliant right now on those semiconductors, which are critically important for our autos, uh, so many different products that mm -hmm. we have that are produced in Taiwan. We have to keep an eye on what's going on in that region. I bring that experience. I was there a few years ago with my wife as part of a delegation, meeting with the outgoing president, mm -hmm. talking about what they need for sustained help. We you, should. You're talking you know, about Taiwan? Taiwan, correct. So, Taiwan. So, so if Taiwan comes under attack, they would call you and say, that, hey, you were here a couple, not that long ago. You have to help us. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sitting on the Foreign Affairs Committee down in Washington, D.C., because this is the type of broad experience that I bring, not just as mayor, because yeah. that mayor experience is great. But take a look at my entire history. It's about safety, uh, helping protect Rhode Islanders as a former criminal prosecutor, being in the financial services sector with MetLife, dealing with a lot of these issues, you know, being a chief executive as mayor where you know, I made sure Cranston residents were safe, uh, also watching their financial pocketbooks. And here in Congress, those are the areas that I would like to kind of help our Rhode Islanders, second congressional districts, most probably bringing okay. jobs back to our country. Well, these are tough decisions. So if, if the Chinese go after Taiwan, which yeah. looks like they're getting close, yeah. uh, you would say we have to protect Taiwan, go to war with China? We have to act. I do everything short of war. We should at this stage right now continue to provide armaments to Taiwan, providing whatever type of resources that we can right. to them so that they can defend themselves. You know, we have to protect our allies and not show a lot of weakness there, but I'm short of anything starting and having our troops on the ground. I don't expect you to give me a hard cement decision now. That's a very difficult thing. It's if a, the Chinese go after but it's Taiwan, also there's going to be have to, a lot of soul searching with that. And it's also a very personal yeah. decision, you know, that I've been there mm -hmm. on multiple occasions in, in that region. So this is the perspective that I can bring that's different from many of my opponents in this race. You know, this is the experience that I will make sure that I be a voice for Rhode Island, but also take a look at these issues that can have an impact not just on Rhode Island, our country and our globe. We just have about a minute left. Uh, would you encourage Finland to join NATO? That's saber rattling, is it? Putin look, says, I'm going to destroy you if you do that. Look, you know, I think as allies, I would encourage, you know, um, different allies that want to join NATO to be there, uh, be a part of that team to uh, make sure that we are guarding against foreign aggressors in that uh, region. On the, on the radio, you told me you'd consider some sort, of, some sort of student loan forgiveness. I've just got about a minute left again. Mm -hmm. That, that's still on the table? Some sort of it? I, I'm not going along with President Biden's uh, complete forgiveness. Because, look, I had student loans. I had grants. Yeah. I had, you know, everything. And, you know, we should have a partnership where we're paying that back because it's an investment mm -hmm. in your education. Where I would is a uh, little bit more expansion to certain jobs, especially in the public service area yeah. where we're giving back to the community, uh, allowing for well, the forbearance or even tax credits for those individuals yeah. to help them out. All right, just about 30 seconds. You know, it's been a long time since Rhode Islanders sent a Republican to Congress. So yes. maybe they're fearful of sending a Republican to Congress. You would tell them, don't be afraid, why? What kind of Republican will you really be? And just take about 30 seconds. 12 years. They've seen my record in 12 years working across the Iowa people. That's the same type of leadership, common sense leadership that I had in Cranston, taking that city out of financial ruin into one of the best cities to live. That's the same type of attitude I'll take and common sense leadership take, I'll take to Washington, D.C., representing Rhode Islanders. Born and raised native Rhode Islander, mm -hmm. that's my values. My parents came first generation in this country, worked their uh, tails off. I worked my tail off, 
And that's what the same type of uh, principles and experience that I'll bring to Washington, D.C. Mayor Fung, someday, perhaps if you prevail, we'll call you Congressman Fung. Thanks for coming in. We'll have you on again. Thanks, Gene.